What is going on, everyone? Welcome to the Slaw Sports Show. I'm your host, Cole Noble, a.k.a. Slaw, and happy Slaw Sports Show Saturday. We're back here on Saturday as scheduled with another episode of the Slaw Sports Show. So thank you all for joining today's, ep- uh, or this week's episode, I should say. Um, and thank you all for, again, just joining the episode. Hope you guys enjoy uh, what we have to talk about today. Um, and we're going to be switching it up in today's episode um, no guests today. It's going to be just me, so you get to hear my rambling voice uh, for the entire episode. So unfortunately, no special guests joining today. Um, but we're going to start today's episode in the NCAA uh, with college football giving our updated rankings uh, for the Heisman. Yeah, um, our last Heisman ranking, if you remember back to November 7th, um, we gave our top five in that episode. And a lot's changed in the last you know, little over a month. Uh, so we're going to be talking about our updated rankings for the Heisman um, going into today's games and then next week before college um, and then of course next week before um, the college football playoffs begin but we're going to be giving our updated top five rankings as of right now and um, just talk about some of the implications that can go down in the next uh, you know today and also next week and into the playoffs and shake up um, or that could shake up how this list could fall down and who can end up uh, running away with this award this year. So we're going to be talking about that for the beginning of today's episode, and then we're going to be switching over into the NFL, and we're going to be doing something different in the NFL this week. We're going to be giving our week 14 pickums. so we're going to go through every game on the slate for Sunday and also on uh, Monday's game and give our winners for each game and then our reasonings why. Um, and again, I wouldn't take my bets for it. Um, I mean, do so if you want to. If you think I'm a reliable source, go ahead and put the bets down on these games. Uh, this is my opinion. Uh, this is you know the teams I think could end up getting out of Week 14 with a win. Uh, so we're going to run through each of those games as well. And look forward to next week where we're going to be uh, previewing the NBA season. Uh, the season starts um, not this coming week, but the one after. Uh, so next weekend, uh, we're going to be um, talking about the NBA on the Slaw Sports Show and the season starting. Um, you know, in two weeks. So I'm going to be previewing that as well. The preseason has already begun for the NBA, so make sure to check out some of those games. we got seven games going on today on Saturday. Uh, so whenever you check out the podcast, make sure to also check out some of the NBA games going on. Um, but let's go ahead and start um, in the NCAA with college football. And before we get to our Heisman race, I just want to give a big shout-out um, to Arizona State University. Uh, probably one of my favorite college football teams to watch. They're always electric, great uniforms. I think they have the be- I think they have the best uniform combinations in college football, even better than Oregon um, and Arizona State. I love their jersey combinations. I love the job um, that their athletics program does, both on marketing, social media side, on the field, off the field. Um, I just really like Arizona State and what they do over there um, in the you know, with the Sun Devils. And they had a huge win last night on Friday night against the University of Arizona, their home state team, taking them down 70-7, to a massacre on Friday night by the Sun Devils. Huge shout-out to them. Great win by Arizona State. Um, and you know their social media uh, team went right back to work uh, late last night and this morning, talking about how they're now the kings of the state, all that fun stuff. Uh, so huge shout-out to Arizona State. Great win last night against the University of Arizona. Let's go ahead into our updated Heisman race. We're going to start at the bottom, uh, start at five and go up to one. You know the deal here on the Saw Sports Show. We like starting 
uh, down on the rankings. You know, if you check out any of our uh, power rankings, we always start at 32, a little unconventional uh, method compared to some people that start at one. I like starting at the bottom and ending on the high note, ending with our number one at the rankings. So we're going to start at number five. And at number five coming in, we got Justin Fields, the quarterback at um, Ohio State University. And don't get me wrong, Justin Fields this year is playing like the best player in college football. But the problem is he hasn't played that many college football games this year. And, you know, there's all the issues that went down with the Big Ten and, you know, with COVID-19 not starting their season as early early as expected. Um, but again, they're facing with uh, yet another delay uh, this week with their game against Michigan and getting delayed. And we don't really know what's going to go down uh, going forward from there for Ohio State because this Michigan, Michigan game was set to be a big one. But Ohio State, you know, this season's only played five games, you know, they're, but they're 5-0 and in those five games, still ranked fourth in the nation. But still, it's hard to really put them in this put uh, Justin Fields in this conversation after only seeing him in five games. But his numbers in five games are impressive. I mean, the guy's got fourteen hundred and seven yards passing, twenty total touchdowns, only three interceptions. And he's passing the ball at seventy eight point one percent accuracy, which is better than any other player that we're going to be talking about today on our list. So again, he's playing like the best player in college football. It's just. His rankings in the Heisman race is going to be hindered by the amount of games played. And really, that's going to be the, the thing that keeps Fields out of the running for this award. A lot of people have him up there in the three range. Um, but I'm, pe- I'm putting him down at five. You know, yes, he's played great. Yes, he's played like the best player in college football this year. Um, but in my opinion, with all the stuff that happened with the Big Ten, not playing games this year and, you know, getting into the season slow and now having all the delays once they actually got there. It's really hurting Justin Fields' chances of winning the Heisman this year. Um, so again, getting that game against Michigan this week canceled sucks for Justin Fields, who is looking to you know hopefully win this award this year. Um, but in my opinion, I think Ohio State has a better chance to win the national championship than Justin Fields does winning the Heisman. Um, so that's where I currently stand on Justin Fields. Again, great year. Hope he continues to ball out, especially come playoff time. Uh, I really hope he upsets a lot of teams, you know, like Alabama and Clemson and, you know, gets a really good run in college football playoffs and hopefully gets to the national championship and maybe even win the national championship. And then more um, good luck going out to Justin Fields as he goes to prepare to the NFL draft after this year. Can't wait to talk about him going in uh, to some of our draft stuff um, here upcoming actually really soon. Um, So again, uh, as Heisman race stands, I got Justin Fields coming in at five. At number four, we got Trevor Lawrence, the quarterback out of Clemson. Um, and again, that same situation, you know, he, um, him getting COVID-19, missed three games, uh, really hinders his ability to pretty much win this award at this point. Um, he's got 2,431 yards, 20 touchdowns, three interceptions, uh, similar kind of numbers, just more yards than Justin Fields. And then 69.2% completion percentage. Uh, so his stats look great. Um, he's played great this year when he's been on the field. Uh, but, you know, with all the COVID-19 delays, both with Clemson, um, both with him actually getting COVID himself. Um, and, you know, thankfully he's back from that. But he did miss quite an extended period of time this season. So in my opinion, this four and five spots with Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields is a pretty significant gap between our one, two, and three spots, um, just with the amount of games they've played. 
Um, but Trevor Lawrence next weekend against uh, Notre Dame on the 19th, he has a chance to really solidify himself up here and get, um, you know, create some or get rid of the space created between this three and four spot um, in the Heisman rankings and, you know, maybe can be in contention to win this award if he kills Notre Dame. You know, if you remember back the first meeting between Notre Dame and Clemson earlier this year, Trevor Lawrence missed that game when he had COVID-19, and Clemson lost in overtime to Notre Dame. That was one of the significant wins by the Fighting Irish um, this year, and that's a big reason why they are number two in the nation right now. But if Trevor Lawrence comes back and single-hand, or not, I want to say single-handedly, but comes back and just destroys Notre Dame next weekend, um, he can really come back and start making some progress toward pushing for the Heisman. But he has to put up a massive game. I'm talking about a massive game. Like We need to look at his stat line after that game with with our eyes saying, wow, Clemson has a chance to pretty much win the national championship off this win alone. That's the kind of game Trevor Lawrence needs to have if he wants to come back in this Heisman race. Because right now, I think it's a three-person race. And you know, just off of the delays... And everything like I've already said over and over again uh, with these two players. With Trevor Lawrence, he's coming in at four. Uh, but like I said, not completely out of the race. But there's significant a significant gap between him and the top three players. So coming in at number three, we got Devontae Smith, wide receiver from Alabama. I'm putting him high up in this uh, Heisman race. It's been a long time since we've seen a wide receiver win the Heisman Award. And, you know, with 13... Um, Excuse me, 1,305 yards, 15 touchdowns. Smith's averaging 16.3 yards per reception. The guy is purely unguardable by anyone he has played this year. Um, you know, showed it again in L- uh, against LSU, the reigning national champions last week. Smith had 219 yards and three touchdowns at halftime for Alabama against LSU. You know, Smith's having an unreal year. Um, I think. The injury to Jalen Waddle, unfortunately, uh, was a devastating injury for him and the school for Alabama. But for Devontae Smith, that opened the door for him to have this, you know, record-breaking year that he's had this year. Um, right now, he's first in yards, first in touchdowns. You got to put him in this category for Heisen right now, because, like I said, the guy's purely unguardable uh, so far through college football this year, and you know he's climbing my board a lot. Uh, looking forward to the NFL draft. Devontae Smith, the guy who could be highly drafted um, or drafted very highly, excuse me, um, in this year's NFL draft because of what he's been able to do this year for Alabama. And if he continues this level of dominance in the college football playoffs, he could be the, he could very well be the first wide receiver drafted off the board uh, come draft time. But the only hinder I have for Devontae Smith and why I have him at three is because his production being a wide receiver comes off the quarterback. And that's who we have at number two, the quarterback for Alabama, Mac Jones. Uh, Mac Jones had a great year as well. And, you know, with Devontae Smith, um, obviously helping him. But the production uh, for Alabama's offense has mainly come through the level of Mac Jones and the growth he's had this year after stepping in last year for Tua Tagovailoa. He's been a completely different quarterback this year. And, you know, I've really liked what he's been doing so far. He's got 3,113 yards, 27 touchdowns at three interceptions. So better numbers than Trevor Lawrence by a long shot in terms of touchdowns and yards, same amount of interceptions. He is looking to dominate the college football playoffs this year for Alabama. 
Um, I'm just really excited for what Mac Jones has been able to do this year. Um, and in my opinion, he's one of the uh, better quarterbacks in college football this year. He's not the best. Um, you know, he's still a little considerable difference between him and Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields um, and some of the other guys. But he's played great this year. Um, you know, he has one of the best deep balls um, in college football this year and really showing that on um, his throws to Devontae Smith. He's got a lot of accuracy and velocity. The guy is great in the pocket. He's just doing a lot of good stuff um, in Alabama this year. His mobility is a little bit lacking, which is kind of concerning um, with some of his numbers and you know some of the things that we're going to be looking forward to come draft time, but we're not there yet. Uh, right now, we're just focusing on the Heisman race, but Mac Jones so far this year has been great for Alabama. Uh, but in my opinion, he's still a step behind the guy we got at number two. But this one and two race between Mac Jones and the guy we got at one is neck and neck. And it's going to come down in these last couple of games here and especially um, next weekend that we'll get into as well. But at number one, we got Kyle Trask, the Florida quarterback, coming in at number one on our updated Heisman race. Kyle Trask so far this season has 3,243 yards, a, an, an impressive 38 touchdowns. That's 11 more than our number two ranked uh, Mac Jones. The same amount of interceptions, three, and a little bit less of a completion percentage at 71.4%. But Kyle Trask this year for Florida has been sensational. Seven games with four touchdown passes. And, you know, the deciding factor for this Heisman race is going to come down to the SEC championship game next weekend um, on the 19th as well between Alabama and Florida. So we're going to have Mac Jones and Kyle Trask facing off against each other. And this is the game that the committee is going to be having, going to have to look at uh, to determine this Heisman uh, race between Mac Jones and Kyle Trask. Or pretty much it's looking like those two guys um, going down on it. But today, um, some other key games to look forward to. We got Alabama against Arkansas that's starting very soon um, at 12 o'clock. Uh, so you would probably already see that game uh, depending on when you listen to today's episode. But again, a good game for, uh, excuse me, Mac Jones have a great game um, against a subpar opponent. And then you got Florida tonight at 7 going up against LSU. Again, depending on when you watch today's episode. Um, but LSU, who played Alabama last week, Mac Jones put up a great game. Kyle Trask, if he puts up an even better game um, against LSU, he could keep the spot at number one. But if LSU gives him some struggles, we might have to put him down a little bit just based on um, opponent uh, similarities between the two teams. But again, it's all going to come down to next week, Alabama against Florida on the 19th. That's going to be the huge game to pay attention to uh, for this Heisman race. That's all we got out of the NCAA with college football. So now we're going to switch over to the NFL and begin our week four pickums for the remainder of the episode. And before we get started, let's go ahead and talk about Thursday's game, which was a huge revenge game for Sean McVay and you know back th uh, throw back to the Super Bowl 13 to 3 loss uh by the Rams Sean McVay's first Super Bowl as a head coach against Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots and a game where um you know Sean McVay called it a humbling loss a humbling experience the tide was switched on Thursday that was a humbling loss a humbling defeat for Bill Belichick, a 24-3 win by the L.A. Rams. A great victory led by Cam the Ram Akers, who had 29 rushes for 171 yards 
That is the most yards this year by a rookie running back and added two receptions for 23 as well. Fantasy playoff owners rejoice. That was a great game by Cam Akers there against the New England Patriots, and they had a huge revenge game um, and for Sean McVay against Bill Belichick. McVay really needed this win, um, not only this year, but a huge morale booster for him, taking down Bill Belichick. The Patriots are all but eliminated from playoffs at this point. They still have a chance, but it's looking less and less likely now after this win. And uh, considering how games go the remainder of the week, but the Rams now have a huge advantage here in their division. Um, but uh, we're going to get into the rest of their division. Uh, we go through our pickums, but they're back up yet another game in their division coming into this week, already leading it, and now another impressive win. But on defense for the Rams, six sacks and a pick six against Cam Newton, who had another horrid performance, ended up getting benched again for Jason. Uh, excuse me, Jarrett Stidham. Um, so another bad performance by Cam Newton. His future with the New England Patriots is now in jeopardy going into next season. And Aaron Donald reclaimed the throne at number one in sacks with 12 and a half in the early slate on Thursday night. Let's go ahead and start talking about Sunday. Um, Sunday, we got a lot of games on tap and we got a full slate. Um, as of right now, all of the COVID um, tests are looking good. All team, all games, excuse me, and all teams are good to go for Sunday. So let's go ahead and get into these games. Starting in with the first game, um, starting in, excuse me, with the one o'clock games, we're going to start with the Houston Texans going up against the Chicago Bears. Guys, don't pay too much attention to this game. Uh, this one is not going to be a fun one to watch. But what I have looking at um, right now, looking at this you know, kind of matchup, I'm going to side with the Houston Texans in this one. Um, I have a lot more faith and a lot more trust in Deshaun Watson than I do the entire Bears offense, no matter how good David Montgomery has looked the last three weeks. Um, that doesn't really concern me at all. What concerns me is the offensive play calls with Matt Nagy and the up-and-down play of Mitchell Trubitsky. I think he'll give a lot more opportunities to Deshaun Watson. He's going to get a lot more opportunity this week um, with Kiki QT in the slot and Brandon Cooks on the outside um, and David Johnson back in as well. Um, excuse me, no, I think David Johnson is actually inactive. Uh, so Duke Johnson might get the bulk of the carries in this game, excuse me. Um, but still, nevertheless, I have a lot more trust in the Houston Texans than I do the Chicago Bears at this point. Um, the Chicago Bears are on a considerable six-game win streak. I say they're going to make it seven um, in this game against the Houston Texans. And the next game, you got the Denver Broncos and the Carolina Panthers. Again, I'm going to take the, or excuse me, I'm going to take the ladder on this one, Carolina. And one reason why, Christian McCaffrey is back. Um, yet again, the second time he's returned this season from injury. Um, actually, excuse me, he might also be out um, as well. Um, but nevertheless, um, excuse me, uh, but Shaq Thompson, Derek Brown, and Curtis Samuel will be activated from the COVID list. Um, but I think we do have to wait another week for Christian McCaffrey. So, uh, you know, hold down on that one. Um, yeah, we will be waiting another week for Christian McCaffrey. I do believe he's listed as doubtful for the game. Uh, yeah, so excuse me on that one. Um, but still, I want to take the Carolina Panthers in this one. Teddy Bridgewater back in. Um, another game here for Mike Davis at running back. Uh, to have a big one. But, yes. 
Uh, Carolina Panthers fans waiting another week for Christian McCaffrey. Excuse me on that. Uh, but still going to take the Carolina Panthers here at home against the Broncos. Um, and then our third game of the day is we got the Tennessee Titans against the Jacksonville Jaguars. This one's an obvious one. And um, if you're a fan of trends, um, uh, with Jacksonville against Tennessee, their second game of the season is never a good one for Jacksonville. Uh, this is when we start to see, um, really start to see uh, December, Derrick Henry really start to shine. El Tractor Cito. Um, if you look back to 2018, Derrick Henry in a second game against Jacksonville had 238 yards and four touchdowns. And 2019 had 139 yards and two touchdowns in 2019. So here in 2020, the second game of the season, expect Derrick Henry to have a monster game against the Jacksonville Jaguars. And they're going to easily win that one on the road. And then we got the Dallas Cowboys going to play the Cincinnati Bengals. This one's pretty obvious as well. Dallas is bad. Cincinnati is just god-awful right now. Uh, Take the Dallas Cowboys in this one. Um, Don't know who's coming in at quarterback for the Cincinnati Bengals between Brandon Allen and Ryan Finley. Well, with Brandon Allen and Ryan Finley, I would take Andy Dalton and the Dallas Cowboys in this one as well. Um, um, excuse me, Andy Dalton's looked a lot better as a passer, especially last week um, against the Ravens. While it was still a loss, he did find the end zone twice to Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup in that one. So take the Dallas Cowboys against the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, another game we got is the Arizona Cardinals and the New York Football Giants coming off a huge upset win against the Seattle Seahawks. I think the Giants keep it rolling in that division. Um, defense will step up yet again for New York as they torment Kyler Murray in this one. And Kyler Murray um, gets considerably outplayed by the defense yet again and considerably fooled in this game. And it's going to start bringing some issues here for Arizona as they look forward to the rest of their season and hopes to make the playoffs. Because um, if they come out of this week at six, and, uh, yeah, six and seven. And still end up being third in the NFC West. It's gonna be tough for them to make a push for that last playoff spot. And then we got the Minnesota Vikings traveling to take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, fresh off a of bye week. I'm gonna take Brady and company after after the bye week. Uh, Minnesota has been hot the last couple of weeks, but I think that Brady and the Bucks get back on track in this game. They needed that bye week, huge timing for them before this team started to implode. I think they get things back on track today and continue to show why uh, they could be a fearsome team to face come playoff time in the NFC. And then we got the uh, big game on my bucket list for this week is the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Miami Dolphins at Miami. And you're hearing it here first. I already said it early on Twitter. I'm taking the Miami Dolphins over the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, I think this is a good game for Miami. Um, you know, late game, ASC, big time opponent, uh, big time opponents late in the year. We see it time and time. Miami might pull off the upset and shock a lot of people today. Um, excuse me, on Sunday. So I think that Miami gets the win against Kansas City. Miami is number two in the league in points allowed and number one in the league in defending passing touchdowns. I think they make Patrick Mahomes look human. A lot of people are calling it again on Twitter as well. Um, but it's all about slowing down Patrick Mahomes in this game. And I think Brian Flores will have something dialed up to do so in that one. So I'm going to take the Dolphins over the Chiefs. And then we got the Indianapolis Colts against the Las Vegas Raiders, two teams neck and neck looking to make 
a run at the playoffs at a wild card spot. And the Colts looking to, you know, potentially win the AFC South against the Titans. But in this game, it's going to be a close one. Um, you know, I don't really have a real favorite in this game. The Raiders haven't looked good the last two weeks. Um, but this, both teams could be hot and cold any given week. But I think the Raiders are going to keep their playoff hunt alive in a really close game in this one. And Indy might end up falling one sp- or one game back excuse me, in the AFC South. Uh, so I'm going to take um, the Raiders in this one at home. Um, they're going to come into the black hole. The Colts will, and I think they'll walk out with yet another loss. Uh, we got the Jets traveling to Seattle, the Jamal Adams revenge game against the Jets. Um, so I think he has a good game defensively, but I think Russell Wilson will be the difference maker, cleaning up his turnovers he's had the last couple of weeks against the number 30 ranked passing yard defense with the New York Jets. So we're going to take, uh, or excuse me, the number 30th overall defense in the New York Jets. So we're going to be taking the Seattle Seahawks in that one. And then we travel to Detroit where you got the Green Bay Packers against the Lions. Um, no Desmond Trufant, no Jeff Okuda at corner for the Lions in this one. Huge game for the 12-17 to 17 connection. The best connection in the NFL. Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers have another dominant game here for the Green Bay Packers all day against all day's team in Detroit. Uh, so I got the Green Bay Packers over the Detroit Lions. Green Bay has a chance here. Um, you know, as, as I have with the loss for Minnesota and a Green Bay win, Green Bay will clinch the NFC North and a loss by the Cardinals and a win against Detroit means that Green Bay could clinch playoffs overall. So huge implications this week for the Green Bay Packers. And then we have the Atlanta Falcons traveling to LA to take on the Chargers. I have the Chargers getting a good get-back game for Justin Herbert. Um, he was facing the number 30th passing yards defense. Uh, that's the stat I was meaning to say uh, for Atlanta. So I think Herbert gets a good get-back game here against a Falcons secondary that has struggled all season long. So I think there's going to be a good game here for Justin Herbert. And then we got the New Orleans Saints against the Philadelphia Eagles, the first game as a starter for Justin, um, excuse me, for Jalen Hurts, uh, the rookie out of Oklahoma, first start for the Philadelphia Eagles. But I think it's going to be a tough, uh, tough ask for the rookie against one of the toughest defenses in the NFC in the Saints. Uh, so I think the Saints keep things rolling right along. Saints keep marching um, throughout the rest of the season. And it all starts against Philadelphia. But Jalen Hurts, I think he does enough to earn his spot as a starter and continue that into next week as well. Then we got Washington, um, the Washington football team against the San Francisco 49ers. I'm going to take Washington, their third, um, I believe their third straight win. Um, if they take, um, if they, of course, win this game against the 49ers. Uh, actually, it'll be their fourth straight win. Um, so I'm going to have Washington winning their fourth straight. That defensive line is the best in football for the Washington football team, and they will force Nick Mullins into multiple turnovers and a lot of short field opportunities for Alex Smith to work in. So I'm going to take the Washington football team um, against the San Francisco 49ers. And then we got the night game. Pittsburgh Steelers going up against the Buffalo Bills. Huge AFC showdown. And I think the Pittsburgh Steelers lose their second straight game after going 11-0. Buffalo gets a huge win at home against the Steelers and continue to exploit the Steelers' weaknesses 
And again, a huge win for Buffalo. Um, a lot of eyes are on Josh Allen after a big game against the 49ers on Monday night. But I think he continues to shine and maybe even put himself back in the hunt for the MVP that's looking like a two-person race. Um, I think he'll still be out of it, but his name could get a couple votes here um, with a huge win against the Steelers. And then we go to Monday night traveling to Cleveland for the Baltimore Ravens against the Browns. And, you know, if you think back all the way back to week one, there was a huge, huge win uh, by um, excuse me, by the Baltimore Ravens in that game, 38-6 to in the first game of the Kevin Stefanski era of the Cleveland Browns. But flash forward all the way up to week 14, this is a completely different Browns team. I think the Browns take care of them, proving that they're a different team this year than the Browns of old and get a revenge game against the Baltimore Ravens. Um, it's going to be a tough ask for Baker Mayfield against Marlon Humphrey and um, Marcus Peters in that secondary. So I think it's a big game on the ground by Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt in this one. And then the defense does enough to slow down Lamar Jackson, who had a bounce back game coming back from COVID um, on Tuesday against the Cowboys. But I think the Browns are a little bit, a little bit better, actually considerably better on defense than the uh, Cowboys were. So I got another win here for the Cleveland Browns, making it 10 wins on the year and they can win that one against the Ravens. That's all the time we have for today's episode. Thank you for joining me. Again, if you're a betting man and you like, um, feel really reliable on my picks, there's my pickums for week 14. Do what you like with those. But that's all the time we have for today's episode. So until next time, we'll see you next Saturday with some NFL, um, NBA talk Excuse me, on the Saw Sports Show. Have a great week ahead, and I'll see you guys next time. Peace.